This is an AMI podcast. Hey, 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 how the hell are you? Welcome, bienvenue to Low Vision Moments, the podcast all about those sometimes frustrating, potentially embarrassing, but often pretty comical things that happen when you are just trying to go about your day with a visual impairment, blindness, or albinism. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm here for your comfort and safety on this flight to... Giggletown? I don't know. That's the best I could come up with, okay? Do me a favor. Raise your hand if you've ever turned down sighted assistance only to wind up sitting at the wrong gate at the airport or in the wrong seat on the train. Don't be shy. Come on now. It's just me here. If you haven't guessed, I am hinting at our theme. Come away with me and, of course, my fabulous guest, because our theme this time is travel. Now, normally, being the professional that I am, I would write out a script to introduce my guest, but I haven't done that this time because this time I really wanted to speak from the heart because this is a very special guest. This is someone I've known about 10 years or so now. We've had a lot of fun on the goalball court together. But this person has, they've endured a lot in their life, and she is one of the most perseverant people that I have ever met. I have had the pleasure of watching her grow from, I would say, maybe like kind of an unsure high schooler into this very vibrant, very hardworking young woman. So I just love this person. It's the lovely Jill Stewart. Jill, welcome to the podcast. What else do you think the listener should know about you? Longtime listener, first time guest. I use horrible jokes and puns to deal with my crippling anxiety, and I sleep a lot. But you also play hockey. What position do you play? I go between forward and defense, but my very first actual hockey position was actually goalie, and I miss being a goalie. I actually, when I was playing sledge hockey, I was the goalie for my last two seasons, and I loved it. Very important position. I don't know how you deal with the pressure, honestly. Now, tradition dictates that I kick things off with a little bit of the first story. So we're letting our listeners live vicariously through us, through our past travel-related low vision moments. So this is going to be a lot of fun. My first little low vision moment here is it comes from the last time I really got to travel. And when I say I really got to travel, I mean, I got to fly on a plane. I got to go to Quebec to watch my nephew graduate from basic training. He's in the Navy now, and I'm just a super proud auntie. But this was right at the beginning of the pandemic. For the longest time, Jill, I've tried not to mention the damn pandemic on the podcast, but you can't get around it. It's been going on so long. It's a part of life now, and I've accepted it, so now we talk about it. But it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. But anyway, it was a really great trip, but (laughs) something really kind of unfortunate almost happened. I was getting ready to go to the graduation. I was going to brush my teeth, 
and I pulled out what I thought was my tube of toothpaste. And just as I'm about to get it on the toothbrush, I I don't know if you do this, but as someone with low vision, I hold my toothbrush and my toothpaste kind of up close to my face so I don't miss. And I know there are other ways of doing it, but that's what works for me. So as I'm bringing it up to my face, I notice the color on this tube is not quite right. So I look closer and thank God I did because it turned out to be a medicated skin ointment that I had been prescribed. <laughs> and I'm not going to get into detail on what it exactly is for. I'll, <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let your imagination and the listener's imagination kind of run with that. I have a vague but- idea. But- <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> don't give anybody any ideas. But I was just really thankful that, number one, I noticed the color was different before I put it in the toothbrush in my mouth with this stuff on it. And I was also really thankful that my family was staying down the hall in the hotel <laughs> so I could go get some actual toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So obviously we've had our share of stays in hotels. You do a lot of traveling or have done a lot of traveling with goalball, with hockey. So anything exciting happened to you on your travels with your family or with goalball? Well, this one really sticks out. And I I have loads of stories about traveling with my family through the years. But uh, it was our first time going to nationals for blind hockey. And we weren't as organized as our goalball coach Linda is when we do nationals. Shout out to Linda. <laughs> yeah. Coach extraordinaire. So yeah. much more than a coach, though, let's be honest. Oh, she is. She is. So dad and I were, at this point, we found out his, his visa debit didn't work for renting a vehicle. So we did Uber going to the hotel. And it came to when we were traveling back to the airport from where we were in Toronto. So you're going home. We were going home. Yep. So we decided we were going to take the subway. So we don't have subways, like subway subways in Nova Scotia that I know of. No, so- I did have subway for lunch, but that's different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the only subway we have. <laughs> so dad found the station. It was not that far from the hotel. So I'm holding on to Oliver. Oliver, our goalie, is holding on to my dad. And we're making our way to where we're going to go to get on to the subway. So we go down these stairs. We're towing hockey bags. There's a suitcase. And there's also a white cane. I think I was just using my hockey stick as my white cane at that time. So let me get the picture kind of straight in my mind. There's you your dad, and Oliver the goalie. So dad is guiding two people who are blind or visually impaired. So you've got a blind train going to the blind train. And you're towing towing hockey gear, including loose hockey sticks. Yes. Okay, that's a lot to juggle. Sorry, go on. It's okay, it's okay. And the sound of us, you could hear us coming down the stairs because it was like (laughs) thump, 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 thump. Because of the wheels on the hockey bags. So we get down into into the, where the station is, and Dad kind of puts us in an alcove, Oliver and I, and he goes to find out how to pay for tickets for us. And this lady at the booth kind of looks at Dad and goes, come here. 
and she's like, you know, explain what's going on here. And dad, of course, being very proud of blind hockey, goes on about how we were there for the national tournament. It was our first time. And, and she kind of, you know, holds her hand up like, it's okay. It's okay. All right. I want you to take them through that gate. And dad's like, oh, how much do I owe you? Just go through the gate. You've got enough problems, <laughs> bud. <laughs> she's like, I heard you coming. <laughs> I could see yeah. that you you've got a blind train. <laughs> yeah. She's just trying to make your lives easier. But sometimes in those situations, I'm kind of like, I don't need your charity. I don't I don't need to go for free. I'm perfectly fine to pay. But clearly that person, that staff person was just trying to make Jeff's day easier. She probably oh, <laughs> She probably heard the blind train coming down the stairs. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, guy, dad needs all the help he can get. There's been many moments in my in my time period of being part of the visually impaired community that I've had family members just pull me out of the way of vehicles mm-hmm. and, and stop me from face planting. But the beauty of it, Jill, is that you and I, we keep doing it. We keep yeah. going out and doing stuff. Right. It doesn't yeah. stop us from going out and doing stuff. And in the moment, you know, the oh crap moment, whether it's vision loss or low vision related or not, it it's funny now. It might, oh, it might yeah. not have been funny in the moment, but it's <laughs> funny now. <laughs> it is. You know, a lot of these things become little family inside jokes. Yeah. And you don't think of it at the time, but it adds to the memory of the trip, the memories of the experience, right? And that kind of leads me to my next story. Years ago, I can't even remember how many years ago now, time is just, has it just, I have no concept of time at this point. But one of the biggest highlights of my life was getting to travel to Europe. I got to go to Switzerland and France and Germany briefly with with my husband Eve and his family and we just had the best friggin time. It was we got to do so many cool things and experience so many new and different things and including food and go to the top of mountains and just so many cool things. And one of the memories that I didn't think this would be a cherished memory at the time, but now I can look back at on it pretty fondly and have a good laugh. So when we were in Zurich, Switzerland, Eve and I went to this giant museum. And Switzerland is a really, really old country. This museum has stuff from, oh my gosh, like the 1400s, even earlier, the 1200s. There were artifacts and exhibits from from way back then all the way up to current day. So it's a massive museum right in the heart of downtown Zurich. And we spent the whole day there and we still didn't even get to see the whole thing. One of the really cool things, and this is a bit of an aside, is that it was super accessible. And this was close to, it wasn't like 10 years ago, but we're we're getting close there now. As soon as you came into the museum and you paid to go in, there was the option to download an app. And on nearly every exhibit there would be like a QR code that would go with the app and it would give you audio information about nearly every single exhibit. And you would think that this would be everywhere, but it's not yet. So that kind of blew my mind in a really nice way. 
So anyway, we get going. And this was literally one of the first exhibits that we went to. It was some really old stuff, like some really cool old stuff, tapestries from like Jesus's time. There was like a preserved hand of some saint from, again, like Jesus's time. It, it was, uh. I mean, it was pretty cool. There were a lot of really cool things. And there was this one big, old, old globe and it was really ornate and it had velvet ropes around it. And it did have one of those QR codes where you could get audio information through the app. But as someone with some vision, I naturally wanted to lean in and get a closer look at all the ornate stuff going on on this globe. And when I say it was a big globe, it probably came up to to my waist or a little bit higher. And I'm like 5'3". So it was quite big. And so there are, of course, again, these ropes around it so you don't touch it. And don't I lean in to get a closer look? And I lean in a little bit too far, apparently, because all of a sudden, this alarm goes off and it's like, bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> so, so we're in like the first section of the museum and already I'm fucking setting off alarms. In a in a foreign city, like an international capital, weep, weep. <laughs> so, so we made a pretty quick exit. I was like, okay, let's move on to the next thing. And then Eve noticed. He's like, hey, there's a security guard following us. <laughs> so, and again, at the time. I didn't take that away as, ooh, this is a fun memory. But now that I have a chance to think about it, it's actually pretty damn funny. <laughs> didn't realize it at the time. But I mean, it didn't ruin our day or anything. It was just like, it just, it happened. <laughs> and then we moved on. <laughs> I I don't have any stories like that, Dad, but... Uh, but, but I'm sure yeah. in your travels, you've gone to places that you shouldn't have gone or been oh, to places yes. you shouldn't have been. In your last podcast, you talked about going to the wrong bathroom. I've done that multiple times. Oh, yeah. That's never going to stop. My one that I, I cringed for for a while about, and I now laugh, was we were staying in Richmond for my older sister's uh, softball team for Special Olympics. They were chosen to compete at nationals. So we were staying at this Holiday Inn in Richmond for like a week. We practically lived there. So there was this one day I was helping one of the other families of getting their groceries that they bought up into their hotel room. And I was going to head back to the elevator to go back to our hotel room, which was on the bottom floor. So I got on the elevator and I thought I clicked the button. So the door opens and I, I exit the elevator. And I head to where I think my room is. And I can only see the last two digits on the on the door for the room number. So all I knew is that I was headed to a room that had, I think it was one seven at the end. So I get to the door and I'm knocking. And my family watches Big Bang Theory. So I did the knock, knock penny. And I did it a couple of times. And the door's not opening. And then the door opens. And there is a gentleman in a towel on the phone. <laughs> and I've got my white cane out. And I think I, I said a quick, 
I'm so sorry, and bolted to the elevator and, and noticed that I was still on the second floor. Somehow I didn't make it to the first floor. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe you didn't press the button hard enough That's in what the elevator. I was That's what I was kind of thinking. You know, more I think about it, maybe, yeah, I didn't even press the button hard enough. So you, oh my God, what a comedy of errors. So you didn't press the button hard enough in the elevator. So wait, you... The elevator didn't even move, Jill? No, you know what? Now I'm thinking about it. It might not have even, or it might have moved, and I had zoned out so hard. And wait a minute. Um, wait, 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 wait. Another step yeah. back here. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> this story fucking kills me. Because <laughs> if, if they're going to... Sorry, I can't. I can't. If if they're going to answer the door in a towel, they've got to be on the phone, obviously. <laughs> right? Because, because then, then you, got, you got one hand that's in control of the phone. You got the other hand in, in control of the door. Not you got no you got no extra backup support for that towel. That's all I keep about. And you know what? He was kind of youngish. So, uh -huh. seventeen-year-old me got a little bit of eye candy. <laughs> a little <laughs> eye candy. Oh my god! Okay, so did you? You? you Why did you knock? You didn't have a key card. No. <laughs> no, I didn't. I wonder if he thought. I wonder if he was like, "Ooh, one of my friends sent me a little gift." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, like I said, as soon as I saw him, I I just bolted. <laughs> you can't write that shit, Jill. And the knock knock penny. <laughs> and you know what? So I get I get to to where my hotel room is, and I'm I'm like shaking. I'm like just knocking like the Morse code for hello. And I'm just like wringing my hands, like, please, mom, please, mom, answer. My mother <laughs> opens the door and she's like, what happened? And I'm in tears and I tell her what happened. And she just laughed. And Why laughed. are you crying? Why were you sad? <laughs> From the anxiety you... attack. Oh, but the eye candy. <laughs> I know. Back then, I didn't think of it like eye candy. Hey, you know what? You never have to see that guy again. Exactly. And, and and like many of the low vision moments shared on this podcast, we've given them a fun story to go back and tell their friends and loved ones. Like, hey, I was staying at this hotel and I was on the phone. Hey, the person on the phone probably got the story right away. <laughs> yeah. Again, like so many of the things that we talk about, it's not funny at the time. It's usually embarrassing or frustrating, but you move on in life and then you look back and it's like, yeah, that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. But there was one time where we were traveling and it's so funny. Like we're both talking about traveling for sports and I feel like when, when people talk about, oh, I, I compete in this sport, I compete in that sport, you think, oh, that's like such an accomplished individual. Like they've really got their shit together. They must. But clear, clear, clearly I don't. I'm about to demonstrate that in this story. I was flying alone 
as I do sometimes. No problem. I like to travel alone. I'm a big independent woman. No problems there. But I was going through security in the Detroit airport and it's very busy, like very hustle and bustle. But anyways, going through security, I was wearing my cherished bracelet that a family member had given me. And I think it's a little bit expensive. It's like a nice charm type bracelet. And I had just gotten it not that long ago. They had just gifted it to me. And so I had it with me. I was wearing it going through security. And you know, when you go through security, you have to take all your crap off, all your jewelry and put it all in the tray. And usually I try to go pretty bare bones with like, don't wear a belt, try and wear shoes that don't have like metal zippers and stuff on them. But I wanted to wear this bracelet. So I'm wearing my nice bracelet. I even take a mental note, like I'm wearing this bracelet. Make sure you collect it when when you go through security after putting all your crap in the bin, you come out the other end. But again, it was very, it was very busy. And the other thing that was very busy was the actual bottom of the bin. So normally these bins at security are like gray, just plain gray bins, right? Yeah. And that was not the case this time. There were like a bunch of ads on the bottom of the bin. Like leave it to Americans to try and fucking sell me something on the bottom of a bin going through airport security. But anyway, so I tossed all my stuff in there and come out the other end. And because the bottom of the bin is so busy with all of these ads, I didn't see my bracelet. I didn't grab my bracelet. It blended in really, really well with the bottom of this bin. And I realized I was missing it when I got to the gate and I was waiting to board the plane. I still had quite a lot of time before I had to board my plane. So I was like, oh crap, I left my bracelet at security. Surely I can call lost and found in the airport. I can call security in the airport and just get it back. I've got like an hour plus before I have to even get on this plane. So I start making phone calls and they're like, they're closed for the day. It's like not even sundown yet. And they're closed for the day. So long story short, this became a very drawn out process to get this bracelet back. I flew from Detroit back to here in Nova Scotia. And I kept calling repeatedly and leaving voicemails with lost and found. And finally, they phoned me back. I think it had been like a couple of weeks I had been phoning and leaving messages and trying to get a hold of them all to get this damn bracelet back. But it was so important to me. And I finally got to speak with someone and they told me, no, we can't ship it to Canada. I was like, I will pay whatever you want me to pay. I'm, I'm someone with, you know, I'm someone who's visually impaired. And it's for this reason that I left it in the bottom of the bin. You might remember me. I was coming through secure. I was like, yeah, right. You might remember me. So anyway, it was a very drawn out process. I had to have this bracelet shipped to a family member's P.O. box. They happen to have a P.O. box in Maine because they live in St. Stephen, New Brunswick, which is right on the border with Maine. They happen to have a P.O. box there because they like to go shopping there and get things shipped there. So I had to have it shipped there. 
my family member the next time they drove to St. Stephen from New from New Brunswick to to uh, to Maine to go shopping, they had to go to their PO box and get it, and then they had to ship it to me. So it took like all in all, it took like three months before I finally got this bracelet back, all because of the friggin' busy ads on the bottom of this security tray. So my takeaway here and my message to everybody is don't make the shit so busy because people are going to lose stuff. And particularly in airports, it's just, it's not a good practice. Like make it nice and high contrast and streamlined and simple, please and thank you. That's not even that funny. I just thought it was such a rigmarole and a good lesson. Yeah, I have multiple security stories, but they're not as good as this story about traveling with my mother out west. We were going out for my grandparents' 50th, and it was going to be my first time celebrating a birthday with her family. Um, So we're on the plane, and my mother is hard of hearing, like she wears hearing aids and such. Actually, growing up, I thought everyone watched TV with closed captionings on because when I was a child that's what we had was closed captionings on our TV for my mom that's just how it was yeah yeah, exactly so we're on the plane and I know like planes are noisy and the refreshment cart comes around so I nudge mom and I go uh, with these little hand signals you know do you want water Do you want coffee with a clenched fist as if, you know, this is her first cup of the day? Like you're holding Um, a mug. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do you want a cup of tea? And I put the pinky out. I don't think think that's official sign language, but you get the message. No, but these are, this is Jillian's functional sign language. (laughs) These are all the things that I kind of think would would translate to her and she's like no i don't need that you know i don't do sign language and i'm like but but it's hard to hear i don't need it did she want anything to drink oh she got water but she was just like she was annoyed with me (laughs) because she's like i don't need that i can appreciate that now, I, I said to her last night when I was talking to her about telling this story, because I, I got permission from my parents to share these stories about them. Good. And uh, my mother is like, because I, I mentioned, you know, maybe maybe if we go out west during this pandemic, you, you might appreciate my, my little signs. And she's like, no, no. S- still no. Does she, normally, does she normally read lips at all? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we went to Pure 21 and we went, we visited their family heritage center mm-hmm. and she had such a hard time hearing the lovely lady who was helping us discover my grand, my great grandfather that the lady actually went and put on a clear mask so that mom could see her lips. Yes. I was going to say that. I feel like especially in the service industry, like airplanes or at museums and places like that. That's so beneficial. It just makes sense. Yeah. I didn't even know that I read lips until this pandemic happened. I certainly don't see faces well enough to be able to do that. But I can appreciate all of that, actually, especially the fact of your mom saying, no, I don't want that. I don't want that help. And sometimes it's truly like, 
I really don't need any assistance. Back off, leave me alone. And then other times it's just me being stubborn. Like maybe I'm going to be able to read this just fine. Maybe I look like I'm struggling with my phone as my magnifier, but I'm going to get I'm going to get it done. Just give me a second to get it done. I find that a lot when I'm playing board games with with friends. Yeah. They'll be like, "Oh, just just go here. You just want to go here." I'm like, "Like fuck off. Like I'm going there. Just let me count the friggin' spaces." And um they 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 mean well, but it's like just let me do it my own way. It's going to take a couple of extra seconds, but I got this. And then other times it's like, "Oh, yeah, I'm sitting at the wrong gate at the airport for 20 minutes because I read the signage wrong." Yeah, maybe I probably should have got a guide that time I was traveling alone in that un- that airport I was unfamiliar with. So I don't know. I can I can appreciate where she's coming from. Oh yeah, no, it's mostly cuz she's stubborn. <laughs> and I know that because I'm stubborn. And the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. No, it doesn't. I apparently I'm like her twin. I don't see it. I could see it. I could see it for sure. I'm glad the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because you've got a great family. I get along with everybody in your family. They're a great bunch of people and I can't say enough good things about them. Well, Jill, it's always fun to have a chat with you, and I can't thank you enough for doing this, and I'm sure that we're going to hang out again really soon, possibly this weekend even. Yeah. Well, I think this little jaunt has confirmed Jill as one of my favorite people, and she's local, so look out, Jill. We're going for coffee and pastries sometime. Where are you looking forward to traveling after this panini? panini. I mean, after this pandemic has settled down, have you already been able to do some traveling? Had any standout low vision or blind moments? If so, I would love to hear about them so that I can live vicariously through you. Send an email to podcast at ami.ca or leave a voicemail at 1-866-509-4545. Oh, one more time. That phone number is 1-866-509-4545. Make sure to mention low vision moments in the message, please and thanks. Let's connect on Instagram and Twitter. Find me there under uberblonde4. That's U-B-E-R-B-L-O-N-D-E and the number four. Thank you to technical production and attention to detail master Sam Robinson with assistance from Jacob Shymansky. And to manager at AMI-audio, Andy Frank, I say thank you for the opportunity to keep on doing this thing that I love called podcasting. Valued passengers, we have arrived at our destination. Thank you for choosing Air Hilarious. Merci de voir choisi Air Hilarious. It is the same in French as it is in English because it's a brand. And remember, if you're ever staying at a hotel and hear a knock, knock, knock at the door, make sure to answer it wearing a towel and holding a phone. Until next time, bon voyage. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.